The Africa Report with Crystal Odison. Crystal, Crystal, I'm so traumatized. The stories we've been hearing this morning, one woman had a boil and it turned out a spider had laid eggs on her face. We've had people who had a mouse crawl up their, their pants. Uh, okay, let's focus on things that are happening on the rest of the continent where hopefully people are safe from cockroaches. We'll start in Mali. Firstly, good morning. Good to see you. Good morning, Bongani. I mean, you can't let me start my morning like this, telling me about all these things. But have, having said that, I Bongani, have to share the trauma. I have to yeah. share the trauma. All right, Crystal, we'll start in Mali, right? They've severed military ties with the former colonial power, France. Please explain for me, because these post-colonial arrangements that uh, Francophone Africa has with its former colonial master seem so strange. It is very strange, Bongani, and I'm fascinated by it, in part because I lived in Senegal. Right. And it's just so different about how, you know, France is so part and parcel of people's livelihood. For instance, tomatoes in Senegal, it's produced in the country, then it goes to France, and then it comes back. No. Yes. And I mean, so it, there's a sense that in some ways, there's still French colonies. Absolutely. I mean, we just looked last week, we spoke about the CFA. I mean, the reserves are kept in France. Imagine the RAND is kept in England. Would that ever happen, Bongani? How, no. how does Francophone Africa explain it? Absolutely. And that's why this is so significant because, you know, Mali, one of the gems in terms of culture, history, um, we know that ha they've had military coups, they needed military help. So France has been there. And so now Mali's authorities are saying, actually, enough any, is enough. any French, French troops here, you are illegal. So it's creating this kind of... <gasps> What do we do? Oh my God, the child has just kicked us out, essentially, to put it in a nutshell. And so it's so significant because it's not that the Malian authorities have all the resources, etc., but they're simply saying, France, you've not been honest with us. What have you been doing? And we are actually forging our own path. So now the French are saying, well, but there's Islamists, and if you don't have us, it's going to be a big issue. You can't, you can't live without us. There we go, Bongani. There we go. And that's essentially what's at play. We will see what, how this will unfold. I don't think the French are just going to simply accept that Mali could just kick them out. And we're going to see some military repercussions. Now, added to this, Bongani, the Wagner Group, which is this paramilitary Russian outfit. Right. Linked to Kremlin. There's been all sorts of investigations. The Malian authorities called them in to assist them. Human Rights Watch are saying... This Wagner group are doing all sorts of atrocities. This is the same group that's notorious, I think, in the Central African Republic. Am I correct? Absolutely, Bongani. So follow, follow the Russian connection. And follow the money indeed. We'll wonder, I wonder if there won't be any economic repercussions to this decision by Mali from Paris. All right. Talk to me about a new report that shows the number of African football players in European leagues now is in the hundreds. Yes, no surprise there. Um, I think firstly, soccer is becoming a big business. And so now you have these international outfits like KPMG doing specialized reports about the role of African players to European leagues. Now, Bongani, in Dakar in the morning driving to work on the beach, you would see just hundreds of young men practicing and then later playing soccer. And I was always fascinated going to local soccer matches, yeah. you know, like a township match. Yeah. And the absolute 
enthusiasm and drive that those young boys have because ultimately they know the ticket out of poverty here is playing in Europe. So that's the, the, the broader context of it's therefore no surprise that the report shows most soccer players they're from West Africa. So here's the difficulty. You have to ask the question whether or not it's good for African football if those players, I suppose, return to play from, for whichever national side uh, you know, of the country that they were born in, fine by me. But what often happens is, especially if that talent is spotted at a young age, they then become naturalized in mm. France or Italy or wherever it is. Uh, that they're going to play in, particularly as youngsters. So by the time they're in their early 20s, they've lived in the country long enough, and then they become adopted and play for that Mm. national side. Interestingly enough, so firstly, the scouts come to West Africa, they come to Central Africa, they see these young men, and immediately they take them to the academy. However, believe it or not, Bongani, especially West Africans, they stay committed to their country. They, In fact, if Senegal calls them up, we saw what happened in AFCON, they actually come and play for the Senegal team. But that's if they haven't been adopted by their, you know, the country where, because if you join a youth academy at what, 13 years old, mm. by the time you come into some kind of recognition as uh, what, a 21 year old, 22 mm. year old, it's too late often. Yes, but they have found that West Africans in particular, they do come and play for their national teams. There's still a level of I'm loyal to Ghana, have you to seen the French team? Have you seen the French national team? Have you seen the French national team? That's all I'm saying on that one. Crystal Orderson, as always, great to see you. That is today's Africa Report.